My hat goes off to the Ravens and the city here of Baltimore. You've got a great football team. Uh, we appreciate your hospitality. It's a great environment to play in. And then how about the Chiefs? You know, I mean, what a great deal that was. Uh, I thought our guys played hard, aggressive football. It always starts with the offensive, defensive line. They, they came out the purpose here and, and played their hearts out. Pat Mahomes did a great job again, as he normally does. Our defense was outstanding. We were able to get a lead, and we were able to maintain that lead and did it with a with great personality there, So as they've done throughout the season. But my hat goes out to Spags, to Nags, and, and to Tobe uh, for the jobs that they've done as coordinators, putting things together, and most of all, keeping the hope up, right, when things weren't maybe going as well. MVS is a picture of that. People coming down on him everywhere. He keeps it right there and does a great job with it. I, mean, I thought he was just phenomenal. Uh, that kid, he's taking a beating here, and he was able to just hang in there and, and battle. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. It's a Victory Monday, AFC Championship Monday, going back to the Super Bowl Monday, January 29th, 2024. Later on, we'll talk to our Monday morning quarterback, Chase Daniel. Also, Bill Moss will join us in the 9 o'clock hour. We've got Ty Lebo here. We've got Jacob Terrez. I'm Stephen St. John. And now our guest is our friend Catherine Tappan, who joins us every Monday. Catherine, good morning. How are you? <laughs> good morning. I heard you say Victory Monday. It's quite the Victory Monday for you guys there in Kansas City. What that's a right. game. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, it, 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 and it's even because I used to, I'll be honest with you, I, I would watch the Patriots and think, you know, how can New England fans get like equally excited every year when they go to the Super Bowl or, yeah. or other successful franchises. And look, I get it now. I get it. And especially, you know, this year, watching the Chiefs struggle at times during the regular season and then just almost every week of the playoffs listening to almost every national pundit explain why the Chiefs were going to lose. Uh, and every team's different, different group of players. It, 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 there's many reasons why every season is special and uh, and why you get excited for every season. But it was even more satisfying and gratifying to watch the Chiefs go into Baltimore and win that game yesterday. And their defense was just absolutely phenomenal. I'm just curious, you know, you, you're around so many different NFL teams and so many big games. Now that at least this stretch is complete, playing Miami – playing at Buffalo and at Baltimore, and this defense giving up a combined 41 points to those three dynamic offenses, two of the games on the road. Steve Spagnuolo and this defense deserves a massive amount of credit. Just unbelievable, Catherine. Yeah, oh, for sure. And, and I mean, the defense has been, you know, the, the reason the team is where it is right now when you think about the adversity that the Chiefs have faced throughout the entire year. And it was really the defense that, you know, when Chris Jones came back and then you've got Legarius Sneed making big plays all year long as he did last year on the way to the Super Bowl. You know, I was reading his stats from last year just a season ago, and it's just, um, you know, that defense, in the tough times that the offense was going through earlier on in the season, the defense kept them together. And then to pull out these kind of victories like they've done the last couple of weeks, as you mentioned, against, I mean, amazing offenses. I mean, you look at what they did yesterday to Lamar Jackson. And, and honestly, I, I wouldn't say they did it to Lamar. I'd say Lamar had some, you know, un, there, there were some unfortunate 
plays by some of Lamar's receivers that, you know, cost them the game and, and very, very costly mistakes. Um, you know, particularly the obvious one, Zay Flowers, but fumbling in the end zone. But I just think that, you know, the defense put so much pressure on that Ravens offense and they just weren't able to come up with the plays that they're used to coming up with. And, um, you know, I, I, the, the pressure, just the pressure on Lamar was, was remarkable. And then the fact that they were able to give it to, you know, Patrick Mahomes. I think that second touchdown drive was an, over a nine-minute drive for, for Mahomes and Kelsey. And I, I think that, you know, the, you, the defense gives them an opportunity to eat up time like that and, and to make it, you know, a challenge. It gives the defense the rest, and then they come back out, and they just steamroll over their opponents. So uh, it's been really fun to watch the turnaround that this team has had, um, you know, just from the outside looking in. And you guys, you know, obviously are very much in it. But for, for someone who's seeing it at 30,000 feet, it's just, uh, it's impressive, and I liked what Mahomes said after the game. Just, you know, God gave us the adversity this season as a challenge to see what we do with it, and we found a way. And that was just so perfectly summed up with how this season has gone for the Chiefs. Catherine, we've talked a lot during this playoff run of the Chiefs this year about experience. You know, they've even the guys who were young guys have got Super Bowl rings because they won last year. And the rookies, you know, this is first time through for them, but they, they don't have a lot of rookies playing the most important positions on the field. But I think it really showed yesterday the pressure did not get to the Chiefs. You saw the Ravens maybe get a little out of sorts. They stopped running the ball with their running backs. They were picking up silly personal foul-type penalties and all that. And the Chiefs just kind of really kept their cool. And I'm not sure you can underestimate how important that was as well. The Ravens did not look like a team that had been there before. I thought they cracked under the pressure a little bit. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And I think just from a perspective of what the Chiefs were able to do, I mean, listen, they came in with a chip on their shoulder as the underdog, and I you just saw the confidence when they kept showing, you know, ISO shots of Mahomes and on the sidelines. He was just so confident. He was encouraging his teammates. He was very vocal out there, just a true leader. And that's, you know, your point about being been there before. And they've been there a lot of times now before. And, and there you, you can't, you know, you can never underestimate experience, in, in my opinion, in any profession. You know, it's just, it's valuable. It, um, it's, it's needed in high-pressure moments, um, and it's, it's, it's something that um, it, it's an intangible. And if you have it, it's an asset. And when you look at what, you know, the Chiefs were able to do, moving Kelsey around, for example, it created a problem for the Ravens. You know, they didn't always have hands on him at the line of scrimmage, boxed out the defenders when he was defended. You give second chances for Mahomes. You know, you, you can't do that. And, you know, that, that's exactly experience that the Chiefs able to, you know, manipulate the situation um, because they have the experience to do so. And it, it was uh, you know, I thought the start of that game was great. I thought we were going to have ourselves a pretty good game up until the end. But um, you just saw the Chiefs, had, they were on a mission. And I think you're going to see that in the next game as well. We have Catherine Tappen on the line. Okay, Catherine, um, you mentioned Travis Kelsey. And, you know, Travis Kelsey, he, he had, uh, a, compared to his normal standards, he had a little bit of a tough year. He battled some injury. Even going back to training camp, he had a couple of dust-ups with uh, opposing defensive backs and, and uh, defensive players that, that were trying to slap the ball out of his hands at the end of the whistle. And he, he, he just – it was different, you know, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gets through, and so we get to the last game of the season – and he has a chance to extend his NFL record of, of most thousand-yard seasons by a tight end consecutively. And he decide, and he's only 16 or 17 yards away. He decides to sit down and take that week off 
because he said, these records don't mean anything to me. I need to get ready for the playoffs. He comes back. He looks absolutely rejuvenated. He -hmm. looks like the old Travis Kelsey. And then yesterday, he was, again, one of the best players on the field. And halfway through that game, we see that he surpasses Jerry Rice for most receptions in playoff history. And not only that, but he has 11 catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown in that game. We we already knew he's one of the greatest of all time. But but how do you put that in perspective? In the game that he surpasses Jerry Rice, he also has 11 catches for over 100 yards and a touchdown against what was the number one defense in the league on the road in the championship game. Yeah. Uh, You can't put it into perspective. I mean, he's unbelievable. And I think... You know, again, going back to the experience, like the fact that he was able to take that time off, I mean, that's him knowing what it's going to take. You know, he he knew, he knows his body, he knows the grind of an NFL season, he knows what it takes to win a Super Bowl, and by taking that week off, to your point, he comes back rejuvenated. Like, he knew that was going to happen. He's He is a veteran, he is uh, an experienced player, and when you look at those records, I think I read something that if he keeps playing past the age of 35, he's bound to own both the 100-yard receiving and receiving touchdown playoff record. So he'll probably need at least two more postseasons to do that, to get that yardage mark from Jerry Rice as well. But, um, you know, it, it just you're talking the upper echelon of players to, one, play the position that he plays at tight end, but also to play in the NFL. I mean, to be in the, in the company and to surpass a Hall of Famer like Jerry Rice, who we all know and love and loved watching, um, just an electric player, and that's what Travis Kelsey is. And, um, you know, it's... It's uh, it's amazing to see what he's done with the ups and downs of the season. I mean, just, you know, you look at the Chiefs as a whole facing adversity, and then you look at Travis Kelsey, you know, facing adversity with his injuries as well early on and, you know, the frustrations with the offense early on. And, and not for nothing, I mean, separately in his personal life, like there is a humongous, you know, circle, and it's just like this. He's just been elevated to this different level, which – is not easy. <laughs> he makes it look easy, but I don't care what you say, all that attention, all the media, all the pictures, all the scrutiny, you know, people outside his door, whatever you might say, and maybe the, the worry when he's away from her of how she's, deal, you know, dealing with all this pressure. Um, it, it's, you, you can't take any of that away. It's just, he's, he's having a year, um, and I think that it just proves the way, you know, him as a person and his personality that he's able to handle all of this still perform at the top of his game and break these NFL records. It's, it's amazing. It's so fun to watch. Catherine Tappen is our guest. And look, uh, my, I have a wife and I have twin daughters that are just turned 15. They've, they've, they've loved Travis Kelsey for, for years. <laughs> it's just, it's, hey, there's, if you live in Kansas City, you love Travis Kelsey. There's so many reasons to love him, right? It's gone to a whole so, other level you know, now. But, right, but we watch this game and I'm getting through the game and then we're getting to the, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're watching the, uh, the, the celebration on the field and the trophy presentation. And then my, my, my wife, Daniel, ripped the door off of my office, <laughs> like, like storming in there. She's on the field. They, they're kissing on the field. I'm like, and there it was. And I, I don't know, Catherine, how I could properly, uh, describe. I mean, you could hear people screaming throughout Kansas City, like when MBS caught that pass, and then when they kissed on the field afterwards. It's like a movie. It really was like a movie. There they, you know, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know what, what I'm trying to tell you. I'm just, it's, it's yeah. so. It's like, is this real? Right. I, like, I, like, I don't even know what I'm watching anymore. I don't right. even, I don't know. They're analyzing the, the different 
different angles and camera shots. Look at this. See, she grabbed him, and then she and then it's like like the way I was looking at the at different plays in the game. So like it's a, it's a full family <laughs> affair now when we're watching these Chiefs games. It's I don't Catherine. I don't know what I'm watching. It's like a fairy yeah. tale. I don't get it. It's a phenomenon. I, I mean, it's unbelievable. Even just you know, I was opened up my newsfeed this morning, and it's like People.com has. Out- Every angle of the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey kiss, and I'm like, what? Every That's right. Angle? I mean, there must have been ninety five thousand snapshots. That's right. In that one moment, and you know, anybody that refreshed their Instagram feed after the game, it was that was all it was. Um, it, it's 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 a different level, you guys. But I, I have to say, like, are there two more likable people on the planet that should be together? I mean, you mentioned Travis Kelsey, so well loved in Kansas City. He's he's well loved a lot of places, even playing you know different opponents. I mean, it's just. You know, we all we all see each other at this event in Tahoe, the American Century Championship, and I mean, Travis is a fan favorite everywhere he goes. So it's just amazing to see, and you know, good for them. Um, it's a lot of pressure, it's a lot of scrutiny, but I don't think there's two better people that can handle it. And I mean, she's obviously been in it a long time, at, at, you know, on a global scale, and now. He's just such a laid-back, fun guy that he's probably just the best person for her in that regard. So, but I'm with you. It's just um, it's funny to you know watch the. I think at one point, I don't know if you guys noticed the the TV. The cameras were on her in the suite, and she was looking up at the TV for the replay of the play that just happened on the field. And she was stone-faced because she realized she was on the television set. And if you read her lips, I think at one point she said. Like, please get me off. Right. And, but she was still looking at the TV screen. It's like she knew, like, please just get me off this camera. Um, you know, it's just, it's got to be a lot. It's just, but hey, it's a wonderful thing for them. It's embrace it. And I think fans are loving it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this Chiefs team and Taylor Swift are going to be the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's unbelievable. In Vegas, of right. all places. In, in yeah, Ka- in Vegas, right. Oh boy. And Catherine, you, you, could give us the unique perspective because you've been around so many, you know, big time sports personalities in different sports that all, hey, look, they all deal with a certain level of pressure. But, you know, and you've been around Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, the American Century Championship, and also as part of the broadcast crew for the match. And, and, and you see the type of, of pressure they deal with, not just on the field, but just living their lives. And like you said, now for Travis Kelsey, it's like, I, I don't, I don't know that you can compare it to any, any athlete right no. now. Uh, no. and, and Mahomes has already been there. Do you, is there something that you see from them that, that, that stands out to you the way they handle this and how they deal with this? Because that's part of it, right? The tremendous amount of pressure and expectations and the eyeballs that are, that are always on them. I, I think they both, And they have done such a great job in front of the microphone, away from the microphone, handling things, because that's part of being great, not only becoming great, but dealing with everything else Mm -hmm. that comes along with the greatness. Yeah, and I think, you know, I've had an opportunity to be around, you know, a lot of superstars doing what I do. And I would say, you know, when you look at the way Charles Barkley handles himself in public when he's and I know Charles, you know, I've I've had, you know, an intimate dinner with Charles where there's four of us and I've seen him get completely, you know, surrounded walking through a casino in Vegas when we're doing the match or being out on the golf course in Tahoe or wherever we are. Um, You know, I would liken it to that. These are these are people that you know, value their personal time. And I think that they surround themselves with great people. And, you know, we, we don't see Travis Kelsey when he's, you know, by himself or when he's with his closest friends. And, you know, I think those moments are the ones that that's what, you know, the, the greatest people that do it well, um, they handle 
everybody around them really nicely. They are, you know, cordial to the fans most of the time. I've also seen, you know, I've seen Charles tell a fan, you know, please stop. You know, you've been following me for four holes. Like enough is enough. And I respect that because it does get to be, you know, and I I was playing with him the day that happened. And I'm like, you know what? He's right. You know, you can't be, you you can't back a dog into a corner and expect them not to bark. And, And, but they all handle it so well. And, um, you know, that's what that's what enables them to be great. I mean, even just being around Tom Brady, I remember the years covering the Patriots when he started, you know, dating Giselle and then marrying Giselle. And it was like everywhere in Boston, Boston's not a big city. And everywhere they go, they're being, you know, and they lived right on one of the main streets in Boston. And it was they couldn't leave their house without having people following them or cameras around them. And, um, you know, that was a Giselle's a global name. And um, it just they handle it well. They value their personal time and they get good people around them and I think that's you know that's how they do it but I, I can't imagine being in the shoes I mean I've, I've I've been in the company of them when they're dealing with all of this but it can be a lot um, and it can be scary at times too you know people don't respect your personal space a lot of times and, and that can get to be a little intimidating and quite frankly scary so um, but the good ones they do it the right way and and I think Travis and, and Patrick just have a youthful joy they are they understand they've been blessed with what they do and everything that they represent, and um, that's that's really special. You know, Catherine, it's, I'm out there three times a week at, at the Chiefs pressers and locker room stuff, and it's pretty interesting here in Kansas City. It's a smaller town than some of these, you know, like New York City or something. But Travis rarely gets asked anything about his personal stuff. A little bit on Friday because this was coming up to this game. And he's like, hey, man, I brought this on myself. He knew he was getting into it. I don't think mm-hmm. he knew exactly what he was getting into. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think he understood the absolute phenomenon right now for Taylor Swift and all the Swifties and all the interests and all that stuff. But, listen, he's a mature guy now. I mean, 26-year-old Travis, this would be a mess for but he's an absolute grown-up and a mature guy, and he gets it. And I think there's something good about being in Kansas City for this and living like this way because it's just not the most important thing to us who are out there on a weekly basis talking about right. football. He didn't get asked about it all the time. He's not hounded by people around here as much as he would be some other places. So there's a lot of really good things about you know, being in Kansas City. And the weird part is you can be a tight end, which is a non you know sexy position i guess in the national football league from kansas city and now you're dating one of the most famous people in the world <laughs> uh, how can that happen it's just That's a wild true. thing i know i know I, I mean maybe jason kelsey's getting more attention with all this being in philadelphia you know a big city that that uh you know hosted taylor a number of times and um it, you're, you're right though and i think you know it's also a testament to the people of kansas city i mean i've spent some time there covering games and um you know just the kindness of the midwest and i think in general people aren't trying to be in one another's business whether you're a superstar like patrick Mahomes or travis kelsey or you know even andy Reid, and you know all the things that he's gone through in his life as well i mean it's just uh, it's a very protected environment there um i've i've always seen it you know being in different cities for example los angeles you know covering that super bowl that i did in los angeles a couple years ago with the Chargers uh, and the Bengals. It, it was just, I'm sorry, the Rams and the Bengals. It was just, you know, a different level of everywhere you looked. It was superstars, and it was people trying to get, you know, the media attention. And it was it's overwhelming, um, you know, when you're in that scene with all these celebrities everywhere. And, um, you know, that's the environment they live in every day. So it's it's great, you know, that it's happening. It's all happening for a reason, I believe. You know, I mean, I think there's it's a 
They're having fun. The relationship seems to be great. I don't know. <laughs> from from what I see and what I read, it looks wonderful. So um, good for them. And, and you know, it's, it's, I think he probably appreciates that most of the questions are not about his personal life. Um, you know, because I remember it was very different, but again, with Tom Brady and, you know, even Bill Belichick, you know, when he would get asked questions because there were gossip columns in Boston and there's gossip columns in New York and all the way up the East Coast that wanted to get their attention and get the story. And they would always be in those press conferences on Wednesdays. And, you know, Belichick being who he is was able to dodge the questions. But they were coming all the time up there in New England. So um, It's going to um, change on Monday for a media night. Yeah. Uh, this opening night will be a different deal out there. It will be different. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, b- before, before we let you go, I did want to ask you about the – NFC Championship game because I, I it's I don't I don't know how to process that is is, is this and I'm, it's a combination of both but should the storyline be the collapse of the Lions or the comeback by the 49ers I know Dan Campbell is getting dragged through the mud for some of his decisions and I, I think the biggest one was running the football. And having to burn that time out, which pretty much eliminated any possibility of them coming back and let's say recover the onside kick, but I, I that was I don't know what to make of that. I mean, I was I was emotionally spent anyway from the, watching the, the Chiefs game, but like, what, what's your main yeah. takeaway after seeing how that game unfolded in the second half? Well. I think one of my biggest takeaways is, that, you know, I don't think anybody stands a chance against this Chiefs team in the Super Bowl. But my other takeaway would be that, you know, I, I think it's probably a combination of both of what you said, the collapse of the Lions. I mean, up 24-7 at the half, and, you know, then you get a, you've got a, a pretty much unknown quarterback in Brock Purdy who just was able to, you know, come out there in the second half and, and compete. You know, he was the difference between winning and losing, and he's done it now with the season on the line twice in the last eight days against Green Bay and in the second half against Detroit. So, you know, there's something about his calm, cool collectiveness. So I, you have to give credit to San Francisco. But, uh, you know, to play that kind of a game the week, you know, with an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl was very interesting. Um, but, you know, I think it's unfortunate for Lions fans. I know they really had their – their high hopes and uh, and I liked what the I actually thought the Lions were going to win that game. I said it last week on on this show, but um, you know that was a uh, very unfortunate for them. But I don't know what to make of the San Francisco team because they've got superstar players. You know, you can never Christian McCaffrey. We know what he's all about. Well coached with Kyle Shanahan, but you know, again with Brock Purdy, I mean, can you do that in a Super Bowl? Can you come back against the Kansas City Chiefs in the second half? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I would not bet for that. So um, it's going to be you know they're going to have to start much faster. And I, I know there'll be two weeks of talking about it leading up to that game, but that was a very interesting one to watch last night. Tale of two halves for sure. Catherine, we sure appreciate you being flexible and coming on with us today because we wanted to talk to you. Uh, it's right. always yeah. good to get your perspective. Thank you so much for the time. And like Thank you said, you we guys. got we got two weeks to talk about the Super Bowl, so we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> All right, you got it. Have a great week, guys. Have fun. Thank you, Catherine. That's Catherine Tappan from NBC Sports. Always does a great job of uh, of hanging up the phone before Jake can push the button, and she did it again. Got him. Got him. Um, Chiefs are going to Super Bowl, buddy. Remember that? I, let, let me let, one of the, another big highlight. Okay, I don't I'm not, I don't go with uh, I go more quality as opposed to Jake's quantity. But I will say, Chiefs money line 
Lions plus seven and a half. A round of applause for me. There you go. If you could. Just go on. I, I stayed away from the prop bets. That pissed me off the week before. That's all good. Chiefs money line. Lions plus seven and a half. A tip of the cap to myself, to be honest with you. Good job by you. Thank you. So. Good job by you. Oh, well, I like it. Let's take a break. Back after this on WHP. Uh, one thing, Valle, it's tough to back-to-back-to-back seasons. That's a tough thing. you played a lot of football games, and you've got to work through that. you got to work through that mentally. That's not an easy thing. I'm so happy for the guys and how they how they handled that. When it came time to put the hammer down, they put the hammer down, which was which was important. And the best part is we're not done. We, we've got another game, and you love these seasons to carry on as long as they can possibly carry on, and, and we're there. And now we, we've got to get right back at it and, and start grinding for whoever wins this. This game here. This segment of the Border Patrol is brought to you by Kansas City Audiovisual. KCAV has been at the forefront of audiovisual excellence in the Midwest for over 70 years. We trusted them to transform our conference room recently here at Union Broadcasting, and they knocked it out of the park. Check them out at KCAV.com. Very cool if you're looking to make your conference room a little nicer, a little better with all the new tech stuff. KCAV is the place to do it. This is the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. It's a victory Monday. It's an AFC Championship Monday. It's a going back to the Super Bowl Monday as the Chiefs beat the Baltimore Ravens 17-10. to You gotta fight for your right to party! Believe it, baby, we're going to Las Vegas, Nevada, to go get us another one. Jake, many people demanding, requesting, begging for the Korean broadcast call of that uh, game-clinching pass and catch from Patrick Mahomes to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So why wouldn't we play it again? I think at the very beginning, the guy, the color commentator said, I think they're going to throw it. I love it. Game clincher. That's exactly right. Let's listen to some more from uh, Andy Reid. What do we got, Jake, that we haven't played off your sheet that you put together? You tell me. You're the captain of this ship. Okay, let's play number two then. Andy Reid, Big Red, was asked, what stands out? about this version of the Kansas City Chiefs that's heading back to the Super Bowl. Easily you could fold. I told you that after our game, our last game against Buffalo, I never, I, the thing that stood out to me most was just the positive attitude on the sideline. Through the highs and the lows of positive head, that kind of tells you the season. It gives you the whole story there. The guys never doubted. They just, you know, they put themselves in a position where you had a chance. And they, they you know, they took care of that. And a great, great attitude on this team. Andy Reid, who is Dandy Reid today, uh, was asked if he had any doubts on this team returning to the Super Bowl. When you talked earlier, Andy, about sort of keeping hope up throughout all this season, did you, did you have your hope was still there, whatever, any moments that you sort of doubted your ability to be back in this spot? I've never doubted, no. no. That's not how we roll, so never doubt. That's right. There's no question that at about, what, 3 o'clock on Christmas Day, 
there were some doubters rolling around Kansas City. Even the the most fervent in the kingdom were probably like, I don't know about this bunch, man. Think about that. How how rotten Christmas was. You lose at home to the Raiders. Looked like kind of a no show. And I think plenty of people were like, I don't I don't know if this team's got what it takes to do this. And they have answered the bell. And several guys yesterday talked about Brett Veach after the game. It's like that game right there refocused them and got them pointed in the right direction. Because when you have a game like that, you can kind of go either way. And they ended up going the right direction out of that. And that's that's, the turning point for the season. You do me a favor. You've already helped me so much just by being here. Could you do me a favor? Go go could you spend another sixty cents well, on you for not getting a pop out of the machine? Whoever is in charge of the of our vending machine, uh, I was robbed of Dr. Pepper. Anyway, I was robbed. Could you call Nate real quick and ask him if the Ravens are still one of the greatest NFL teams in the history of uh, football? Stats are just stats. You got to win games. Can you don't just you? check with him to see? Ladies and gentlemen, Nate Bukavy. Because I don't know if he still. Th- I mean, maybe they still are. Just ask him real quick because they did score ten points yesterday, which is pretty good. Yeah. They got to double digits. I'm, I'm I'm guessing that even with all those problem was dumb- the Ravens' defense wasn't even the best defense on the field yesterday. All those silly stats where you have all that they all still stand and they've had a great yeah. season, but they're not playing anymore. That's right. You have to go win on the right. field. Right. That's what you have to do. But their defense Winning. wasn't the best defense on the field yesterday. Winning. The Chiefs' defense Chiefs was. was. Winning. You know, honestly, I'll tell you this. Credit the Ravens' defense for making the Chiefs punt five times. Yeah. Both those defenses sure. played well. There's no question about that. One of them played better than the other. One of them though. played better. And, the, you know, the thing, this is, and you were joking with me. I think you were joking before the show started. No. You were going to call me a doubter or whatever. No, I wasn't. But. I was I was just pretending you were Nate. My, my whole thought about this game last week was, I think there's a very tough matchup for the Chiefs to go on the road to Baltimore. And if they were going to go up there and turn the ball over and do dumb things, they weren't going to win the game. And the Chiefs played clean football. They played great football. And they forced the team that had the best turnover ratio in all of football to be minus three in the game. And the Chiefs deserve credit for that. This wasn't the ball was just laying on the ground for them either. They knocked the ball out of Lamar Jackson, the MVP's hands, right. with a strip sack when he was unaware that Charles and Minnie was behind him. They punched the ball out of Zay Flowers' cocky hands at the goal line. Whoa. And they forced the MVP yeah. to get all nervous and throw it into triple coverage. And a guy who had been on the field for two plays that was a great throw. picked the ball off. So you credit the Chiefs defense for that. They, right. Look, they went and took this I game didn't away. See- did Zay Flowers, did he stand over LeJarrius Sneed after, after Sneed forced him to fumble? No, he went over and punched something and made his hand bleed. Oh, that's good. Okay, good for Zay Flowers. Um, let's play Patrick Mahomes, number two, please. Patrick Mahomes on Travis Kelsey. Uh, he was asked about the competitive nature of number 87. Yeah, he's one of those guys that he, he loves the challenge. I mean, all week, rightfully so, we heard about how great their defense was. I mean, they were. I mean, they shut us out in the second half. But for Travis, that's like, all right, what, what can I do against this great defense? So he, he has that mindset, and he led us like that. Every single practice, every single walkthrough, he was focused in. He was locked in, bringing energy. It makes my job a lot easier when you have a guy that's in that room, that tight end room, that receiving room, and he can lead those young guys and show them how we do and lead us to AFC Championship. All right, that leads into Travis Kelsey now. Let's play that on your sheet. He, uh, Jake keeps telling me I'm number one, which I appreciate that. Uh, Travis Kelsey was on the field with Jeff Darlington 
from ESPN. Here is Killer Trav, greatest tight end in NFL history, and a man who was lip-locked with Taylor Swift, sending the St. John girls into a tizzy after the game. Here's Travis Kelsey on the field after putting up 11 catches, over 100 yards, and a touchdown against the Ravens. Travis, another Super Bowl in a year that perhaps to some felt like the unlikeliest chance that you guys had. What do you say about that? The Chiefs are still the Chiefs, baby. And damn, it feels good to be on this team, man. There's a lot of camaraderie on this team, man. A lot of... Uh... We had to really circle the wagons. And, man, it feels good to be at this point, but we got one more. At what point did you feel like this team could be standing in this situation right now? Training camp. You can see how we meshed together. We just had to, had to go through some learning, just some woes, and throughout the season, some ups and downs. And um, I'm just super proud of these guys, man. I want to call it the Travis Kelsey era, but it also is the Patrick Mahomes era. He has gone to four Super Bowls in his first six years. What can you say about your quarterback? <laughs> the best in the the best in the world, baby. You can't say enough great things about Pat, and no better than that last throw right there to Marquez. And man, it's uh, it was great to see him show up and, and make sure he just quieted all the haters, baby. All the haters that he that he felt during the season. During it, the season, it seemed like a very hostile environment here. What was it like? Man, I can't thank Baltimore enough. Man, they made it an absolute mad house in here all the ex-players coming back it was uh it was crazy man but i'll tell you what it makes it feel that much better that we came in here and got the dub going back to the super bowl you know it baby brought lamar back home and we're about to go get another super bowl baby let's get it all right you heard the korean broadcast of uh mvs's wonderful catch to seal the game now i'd like to hear the Baltimore Ravens broadcast again because uh, tremendous amount of sorrow and heartbreak. Compare the color commentator on the Ravens broadcast to what you heard from the Korean broadcast. Well, it's not not the they quite, both make a similar noise, right, but not not different inflection. Not quite the same energy from the Baltimore broadcast crew. Here's how the Ravens saw that last play that ended their season. Chiefs come to the line of scrimmage. It's at the Kansas City 46. 2:19 left to play. The two-minute warning will stop the clock. That's it for the Ravens. They must stop Kansas City here because the Ravens are out of timeouts. I just can't see them throwing the football. Mahomes has Pacheco in the backfield. The Chiefs quarterback stands in the shotgun. He takes the snap. He wants to throw. Lobs it deep down the middle. He's got Valdez scantling wide open the 20-yard line. He makes a falling catch, and that is going to do it. It will run us to the two-minute warning. But the Ravens are out of timeouts, and this season is out of days. The uh, the color analysts there, oh, I just can't see the Chiefs uh, throwing the football here. Uh, apparently neither could the uh, Ravens defense. I think that's so. Rod Woodson. <laughs> they didn't cover him really. You know who the voice of the Ravens is? Huh? Jerry Sandusky. Already, why why is it necessary for you to do things like that? We just had this no, conversation honestly, last week. Why at this just, point? Right, was, do you think that, that you needed to add that? Yeah, I just thought thought you'd. Oh, we know. No, he's just he's trying we to know. Just give credit. You know, just, we know that we we spelled different. We went through that. Yes, yeah, Jerry thanks. with a G. I would call myself Gary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd I'd be called Jerry Smith. <laughs> so, thank you, Todd. For adding that element to the show, we will. Uh, Jake says break. That's we, we you break. always do what he that's, says. Hey, that's how we work it here. It's you know what though. It's a victory Monday. All right, just remember this. Keep this. Keep this in your heart. 
The Chiefs went up against three dynamic offenses in the AFC playoffs. The Dolphins, the Bills, How many points? and the Ravens, two of those games on the road, and the Chiefs' defense gave up a combined 41 points Quick in match. those three games. Oh 41 points. And now it's back to the Super Bowl. Back after this on WHB. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like losing any any games. So every loss, I feel like, is tough. We always had everything we wanted in front of us, and we had that mindset. Coach Reed preaches that every single day we come into the building, and no one hung their head, and everybody was ready to go, and now we're going to the Super Bowl, and like I said, we're not done. Welcome back to the Border Patrol and Sports Radio 810 WHB. What, Todd? I want to just – we're going to get lost on all this Super Bowl and all the stuff going down. I want to uh, say the disappointment I had in – the second holding call on Trey Smith was a garbage holding call. Right. And how awesome a play call that was on the little screen pass to Rasheed Rice. It was a touchdown that was taken off the board. A totally different yeah. ball game oh, if I, that thing goes through. There, but. There's people already bitching about supposedly some non-pass interference calls that should have been called against the Chiefs. Okay, that was a, a BS call that took a touchdown off the board and also there should have been a tripping call oh my against God. the Ravens. Hill. In the end zone, yes, that almost injured Chris Jones, and that should have been a safety. Yes, with the Chiefs getting the ball back, and the guys on the bar- okay. broadcast crew just missed it. I was like, when, when I saw okay. Chris Jones go down, then they showed the replay. I said, "Total trip." I was done with the broadcast crew before the game even started. When the Chiefs won the flip, won the won the coin toss, <laughs> and they both expressed surprise that the Chiefs were deferring and not taking the ball and giving the ball to Baltimore. And I'm like... Have you watched any Chiefs? They've done nine Chiefs games this year. Effing game. That's what they do. That's Andy's strategy. That's almost that's every team in the NFL strategy. What are you doing? I can't believe they're doing this here. What? I'm really surprised. They're giving the ball. And a three and out later, are you still surprised? Ten points later, four quarters later, are you still surprised? And And Jake... I told you on the air and off the air. I told people Saturday at Dolawine. I told people whenever I could see any person walking the streets. I would. I see people walking the streets. I'd pull my car over and say, "Tell them something," and walk up to them. I don't even have to know who they are. Almost cussed. I would tell people in the fourth quarter with the game on the line, Lamar Jackson's going to make a big mistake or two. Crumble. It's going to happen, the and oh Patrick Mahomes is not going to. The oh god moment you talked about. Yeah, it. right. The oh god, the oh god. Here oh we god. are, and he's going to collapse. Oh god, we're down ten. Oh god, we might not win this game. I got to do something special. That's- I got to do. I. You know what I got to do? I got to throw the ball into triple coverage. That's what I got to do. Horrible throw. I got to force the ball into triple coverage. And, they, and the, hey, listen, the game was not done. At that point. But what they forgot is we had Bush, Dion Bush, and he intercepted the ball. Fresh Bush, just off the bench. Let me ask you a question. What do you? What did? could he have seen that would lead him to believe that was a good throw? Well, he didn't see it because he, he pressed. Was, he got, he got, got a little anxious. And let me tell you, he had a couple of turnover-worthy plays that he got lucky on. Oh, Nick Bolton. The pass, well, he has Nick Bolton. But you know what? That wasn't a drop. That that just went right past. He didn't even touch it. He touched it. Barely. It wasn't a drop. It's a drop. He couldn't have caught it. Listen, I know you're uh, you're, you're, you're going to make a You go ask Nick Bolton if he should have caught okay. that ball. What's he going to say? 
He was in coverage and had good coverage. What's he going to say? I'm going to take that. What's he, he going to say? But a drop is when it touches Why won't your you hands. listen to him? He tipped it. Yeah, he like he had it in his hands. He was out there in good. You know, how about this? Maybe Nick Bowles not the best guy to have in coverage. A couple of times, like on the touchdown, him on Zay Flowers, that's not the best yeah. thing you want. And that wasn't, okay? uh, that was that's eight fine. seconds into the play. But let me tough. tell you something. Lamar Jackson had the the batted pass that went straight up in the air that was getting ready to land in Justin Reed's hands, and he caught it. I'll tell you what, I, I don't know what was happening downfield, but it, it looked to me like if Justin Reed wasn't going to catch him behind, that might have been a crazy long play because then he's out there in space. So great play by Reed to tip it and to make the tackle. Wild play, though. Did you have bad nightmares of Marcus Mariota when that ball went up? And, and Andrew Luck. Caught? Andy Luck. No. You know why? Those days are gone. Because I have Mahomes now. Yes. And I had no fear. We'll be back after this on WHP. (laughs) 